NYCapartmentZone.com. From New York City, this is the NYC Zone Teams Podcast. A show where we discuss everything about New York City real estate. And much more. You have questions, we have answers. And now, here are your hosts, John and Nikolai. Hey guys, so we are here on the new episode of NYC Zone Team, and I've got John here, and Marina, and myself, Nikolai. How's everybody doing today, guys? Fabulous. Marina? <laughs> amazing, amazing. I love the energy. Just and, great. And today, we're going to have an exciting topic. It is, what's the importance of having a good real estate team on your side? So, Marina, open that's it up. Actually, that's actually the first question, so why? so the point of having a good real estate team i mean i feel like we people don't really understand the pure purpose of having a really good team you know and what does a team really consist of it depends on what where you are either you're a buyer or a seller on the seller side you want a good attorney right and you also want a good real estate agent who's gonna help you facilitate the entire deal. If you are a buyer, you want to have a good attorney and you also want to have a good mortgage broker if you're going to be getting a loan um, for the transaction. And of course, a good real est- a good buyer's real estate agent too. Um, so, you know, having, having all these people together creates essentially uh, a team for each side. Now, a lot of people think that, you know, they have their friend who's an attorney who can uh, do the deal for them sometimes could hurt you in the long run because when you are about to close on a deal and you and your friend has no experience with real estate uh, contracts in, in, in New York City, it could actually burn you in the end. And I'm sure we could go into a lot of examples into that. Correct. And I just wanted to spin it back for a second. And uh, just to go over, I guess, um, a couple of things that people used to think about real estate. So... A lot of time before, real estate was second or third or fourth job for a lot of people. Right now, it's almost virtually impossible to fulfill the promises and everything unless you're full-time, fully committed to this industry. So uh, even though before some people used to manage it, right now you want to have somebody that works full-time, that has been experienced into this and is uh, fully dedicated, not just to transactions overall, but also in terms of educating themselves, educating their team, and vetting the people that they work with. So just like John said, uh, having a good attorney is a huge importance. Why? Because, uh, well, that's the person that's handling the legality of the whole thing. Right. So once you sign those contracts, whatever wording was there, because I'm not a professional attorney, your mortgage broker is not a professional attorney, and highly likely you're not a professional attorney. So having somebody that can explain to you what's written in that contract, how they're positioning you, and having your best interest, extremely important. And just so we could explain a little bit like for our listeners, um, having an attorney because I know in some states you don't even need an attorney they just have like a template I think in Jersey it's like that right they have like a no you still need an attorney you need an attorney in Jersey yep maybe just in the Hoboken area uh, no they they, they add because I know I know in New York you don't really need it unless you're in the city okay Uh, I mean usually attorneys add a bunch of like usually the contracts are fairly standard they just change a couple of things in there but what's really happening is uh, the riders 
to the contract because right. that's the part where the seller's attorney is trying to protect the seller and the buyer's attorney is trying to protect the buyer. Right. So like in other states, um, other than I guess Jersey and in New York City, uh, you technically do not need an attorney. Normally when you submit an offer to a seller, if, uh, talking from the buyer's side, if you submit an offer to the seller and the seller accepts your offer, then what normally the next step from there is to uh, have a, a contract sent out to the buyer. The buyer reads it, signs it, and puts a deposit down with a signed contract. And that's what's technically called being in, I guess, what, escrow, mm -hmm. you know? And because now the, the funds are in escrow, meaning you're going to move forward with uh, this deal. So again, in other states, it's just a template, right? But even in that template alone, you should actually read the contract to make sure it actually benefits you. If not, you could still hire an attorney to read over that contract for you. And I honestly, I highly advise on doing that. And also the reason being in New York City, a lot of transactions are a little bit more complex. And I'll explain why. So real estate market here in Manhattan consists of 70 to 80 percent of all the properties are co-ops, actually. And in co-ops, you're not buying... Uh, square footage you're actually becoming a proprietor leaseholder and right. as scary as that sounds you you know you're actually still an apartment owner right. just the way the deal is structured is completely different and the building has its finances the building has a mortgage uh, why there were certain increases in the mortgage that's all the stuff that the attorney wants to review review the minutes of the board and everything to make sure nothing was wrong in the building in the past couple of years and hopefully nothing crazy is coming up within a uh, reasonable future that can be foreseen in a transaction. So just to give a quick example of a good attorney, because we have come across some situations where we were just like, man, if they had a good attorney, they would have found, you know, a solution to this, you know. Um, so I, there was one that we actually represented the buyer in this, in this situation, and um, uh, there was actually a leak in the building, right? There was some sort of leak, and supposedly on the other side, they didn't mention the leak, and the attorney would have to look to see what's going on in the building to make sure that when it does come to it, that they can actually prove the fact that, you know, hey, look, they'll tell their, they'll tell the buyer, there's a leak, there's, a, there's this type of issue, are you sure you want to move forward, okay? Um, with that being said, uh, another scenario where if you're the seller, right, and sometimes on the contract you have a mortgage contingency and just to kind of explain a little bit about what a mortgage contingency is is normally when buyers submit offers they're saying hey look i'm willing to buy this only if i could get a loan from the bank correct right so a good seller's attorney would essentially write in 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 the contract saying look if you don't get approved for this bank at least try for other banks, and if there's if you've exhausted your options, then you know, then you can move forward and you could get out of this contract. Um, Correct. The lending the lending process has become a little bit harder, also. So making sure that uh, your attorney 
positions you in the best case scenario so the deal actually moves forward is super important because the last thing as a seller you want to go into contract uh, spend another 30 45 days waiting for a commitment letter and then not get it and then the buyer can legally back out of the contract with zero con you know zero um, coincidences uh, yeah no consequences no consequences right? yes yeah right. so you know Having a good attorney on your side will push the other attorney to say, hey, look, your client hasn't really tried hard enough because we're actually giving you other opportunities with different banks to try to get mortgage for your home. Correct. And the funny thing, we spoke for like, I don't know, 10 minutes or so right now, and we already discussed like how many obstacles there can be. Uh, riders, mortgage, contingencies, right. and this is just the beginning. And uh, right. it's... Uh, emotionally stressful to it deal is. to deal with this and having a good team that's going to take away as much stress as possible is super duper important and in the end of the day it's like have you ever purchased um, something that seemed a little bit too cheap for example like a cheap service and it turned out to be <laughs> expensive a, yeah and it in the it's like buying it's like buying a, a like a beat up car beat up car exactly and then you have to go to mechanic <laughs> and correct then you end up paying more money so might as well get a brand new car so it's the same exact thing here you right. want to have the right people the correct. right tools and yes. everything to make your transaction as smooth as possible and even if there are hiccups the right people will try their best to handle it right for you right i mean i i don't I, you know i can't stress this enough you know you need if you're going to buy in new york city you need to have an experienced attorney who's not an attorney who does real estate on the side but they specialize in divorces you yeah. know you need someone who just knows how to do real estate you know and and the reason why i say that is because We've come across attorneys that even sometimes tell us that they don't even want to talk to us. And we're just like, but wait, we're all on the same team yeah. here. Like, I, I don't get it. I, I don't talk to brokers. Okay, so this is going to be a tricky deal. Yes. You know? And it's funny because that deal actually fell apart. Yeah. So it is so, so crucial. I, I mean, we give suggestions to our clients. Hey, look, here's three attorneys that we believe or two attorneys whatever a number amount of attorneys a week that know how but, to do a deal but, but they're still welcome to go with their attorney of course the only, the only suggestion is please have a Manhattan based real estate attorney of course That's of course and, but we, we know exactly when it's not and it cannot just be a, a, an issue on, on your side with your own broker but it could also be an issue on the other side because when you're trying to like do the deal together it's, it just creates problems yep. you know so Un unnecessary friction so I think we've covered attorney very well. And I think, I, think, I think the bottom line about attorneys is make sure you hire a good one. And if your state doesn't require you to have an attorney, I highly recommend getting one so they you know, work in your best interest. And one who actually specializes in real estate. Correct. Capiche. Just so that people have an idea, how much do attorneys normally cost? I mean, so far, so far, I've seen a ballpark in Manhattan between two thousand to twenty-five hundred for a good attorney. For a good attorney, correct. Right. Anyone who's below that probably doesn't mean that they're a terrible attorney. I would just probably get some references to make sure that they actually have done deals before. Yep. You don't want to experiment. I know. I mean, listen. I, I get it. We all start somewhere, mm -hmm. you know. But if it's just one attorney, but it's not teamed up with maybe a, a seasoned veteran, yep. 
then I wouldn't probably just get on this one eternity alone. I would, I would, I would get a new one who's actually partnered with somebody who's been doing this for Excellent. a long time. Years, yeah. Correct, 100%. So I think we've covered attorneys. Correct. What's the next one? Well, I just want to speak actually about mortgage brokers because I feel like we yeah that is the we, next yes, one. Yeah. We, we we work hand in hand with a lot of uh, different mortgage brokers yes and uh, it's another crucial part of the deal the whenever the buyer applies for the mortgage there are so many steps to figure out if the deal can be done first right. comes into play the building has the building been approved by the bank or the mortgage broker and you know there are lots of examples where we wasted time just because somebody did not look up if the building is approved uh, by the bank but you know what in our defense it wasn't really our fault in that in this type of situation no i i, you know, I get it and, it wasn't even yeah. really our fault and 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 i and and i'm bringing up this scenario because we did have this happen to us mm -hmm. where we represented the seller and we were dealing with a buyer's broker who real estate broker who had their own mortgage person, but clearly didn't know exactly how to deal with that mortgage person because we wasted 30 to 40 days of, of being in the, in the mortgage process. And at the end, they say, well, you know what? <laughs> we don't even approve your building. Correct. Like, this should be the first thing a mortgage broker does before they even send a pre-approval. You well, know? Even, even they, they can send you pre-approval, but once you're, like, going to submit everything in, they will check to see... Okay, so which building did you get an accepted offer in? Correct. And also, um, some of the mortgage brokers, they will try to do a deal that's uh, physically impossible to do. However, a lot of good ones that have a great business, actually, uh, before starting and wasting your time and money, they will be able to tell you, hey, I think I'm able to do it, or hey, I don't think I'm able to do it in this building. Right. And, and that's like... If somebody is talking to you honestly and walking right. away from business because yep. they care about you, it's great. I'll give you an example. Uh, we have a good friend that's that's a mortgage broker, does a huge volume. He's in three states, and uh, one of our very first deal a couple of years ago, he he just did not have that building approved. So he gave a call to his friend that runs another huge team actually here in Manhattan with one of the major banks, yep. and he said, "Hey, you know, I have these guys. Uh, can you help them out?" He did, and we closed in a co-op within like literally, I think, 50 or 60 days, which was... Uh, pretty good. Un yeah, almost unheard of. Pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. I mean, yeah, having a good mortgage broker is so crucial. And, you know, w which do you prefer? Uh, would you say getting a mortgage broker that has pretty much connections to multiple banks or a mortgage broker who's tied to only one bank? I mean, I think it's a uh, personal preference. So what I have seen a lot of times, because... Uh, with our average price point of being around a million, yeah. a lot of people that have the money for down payment exceeds 200, 250, 300,000. And uh, if they're with one of the major banks, such as Chase, Wells Fargo, Citibank, they are a preferred customer. And usually preferred customers get um, certain privileges on the mortgage in terms of sometimes it's expediting, sometimes it's taking a certain percentage off that mortgage, and that's why they want to stick with them. However, lower interest rate does not mean that you're getting the best deal because sometimes if um, let's say everybody's telling you that they will give you a loan at four and a quarter and you're getting at like 3.5 in some other bank 
that probably is too good to be true. So usually mortgage bankers and mortgage brokers lend around the same percentage. And it's important that actually what's more important is that the person is experienced and can get you to the closing table. Right. I mean, I, I know with some clients, they want to stick to one bank because they bank at that bank. And, you know, but to be honest with you, like, I get that. I could understand that. But honestly, who cares where your money is coming from? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like at the end of the day, it's who can get you the best rate. Yes. And who can give will, you the money? I, I will give you <laughs> I'll give you an example. I, of course, I'm not going to call the names of the bank, but right. uh, one of my most, uh, I guess, painful and excruciating deals um, also happened a couple of years ago. It was an international mortgage. Right. And uh, one of the major banks um, technically promised the world uh, to the buyer that was a... Uh, you know, a person that I knew very well mm -hmm. uh, on the buyer side, I mean, right. and um, what ended up happening is that banks said, oh, you guys are all clear to close, we already have 10% <laughs> deposit there, and then a day later, once we're already trying to like schedule the closing and everything, they're like, well, no, actually, there are a couple more things for compliance. So, in the end of the day, seller got so fed up with waiting for that bank and the buyer to come through that he said, you know what? take your deposit back, which was actually a good thing. He could have kept deposit for a while, mm -hmm. uh, but take your deposit back. I want anything to do with you anymore. So wow. imagine the buyer was going through this process for three to four months, fighting the bank, doing yeah. all of those things, and then did not get the apartment that they were working on. I can only imagine what they were feeling like. And on top of it, the listing agent, which is an acquaintance of mine, he ended up losing that listing. So not just yeah. the buyer that got affected by it, uh, not just buyer, us, and everybody that was involved into this. Everyone it's pretty much lost. <laughs> pretty much everybody, everybody Time wasted. Lost. Correct. And... Uh, you know, all of that, all of that could have been avoided. Please tell me there was a happy ending to this. There was a happy ending. The bar ended up getting a um, beautiful apartment, but of course, uh, that took a toll, and not everybody would want to go for the same process right. again I, after. Yeah, you know, I think international loans here in New York City are a little tricky, yes. and I'm sure they're tricky. I would say anywhere. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, but that I think that's a prime example of having a really good mortgage broker on your side who could essentially keep the deal together and understand that the buyer is going through a very emotional process as well. Um, and so is the seller because they're waiting and they're asking, hey, what's going on? Should I worry? Should we, you know, like updating you every once in a while, like, hey, what's going on? And you, you know, you're updating as much as you can, but at the same time, when you get no answers from the, from the buyer side, um, it could be a little uh, complicated. Uh, for the situation. So, what what's the bottom line with mortgage brokers? Use somebody that's experienced, or you know, better yet, uh, if you don't know anybody, I would ask your real estate agent. Hey, can you give me a list of a couple of people, and then I'm going to interview them, and I'll decide who I want to go with. I 100% agree because, like for for example, I'm just going to use us as an example. Yes. Um, we actually have a great handful of people that we work with it, with doing mortgages. And, you know, we recommend them to these people because we know that they could do a good job and they know they could get the deal done and they know that the buyer's going to be happy because they're going to end up getting the place that they want and they, no, normally, and they, they normally get the rate 
that they run too. And they get a good service also. And they get a good service because at the end of the day, we all want to, you know, going through this entire process, you don't want to waste your time and end up like the story of Nikolai where it's just like four months of trying to figure it out and that's that. Trust me. <laughs> the people you work with through real estate transaction, yeah. uh, you guys become like best friends. You're speaking almost every day. <laughs> right. No, it's like, oh, hey, how's it going? Hey, what you doing this Friday? Yeah, whatever. It's like, I have another one for what, you. What, what I'm doing is putting my documents together. <laughs> Exactly. So the importance of your real estate team is so crucial to having a, a, a deal get done so that the seller could sell their place and so that the buyer could buy the place that they want. Yes. And I think the bottom line to the next part of the real estate team is a real, your real estate agent, right? Yes. The broker. You know, we could tell when we're dealing with a, a person who's not really experienced on the buyer side. We can tell when side. we deal exactly on the seller side too, and that kind of makes us a little scared at times because we kind of like at times want to tell, hey, you know what? Why don't you give me in contact with who you need to get in contact with, like who your person is, and don't worry, everything is gonna still, everyone's still gonna walk away happy. I just want to make sure that this that this uh, transaction actually happens you know um having a great 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 uh real estate broker on your side is so crucial i mean i can't stress that enough on the buyer side and on the seller side i mean it becomes pretty much uh the real estate broker is like the glue of the whole thing they have to get right. all the pieces to work together yeah. smoothly so mm -hmm. you know your real estate broker is should be in contact with your attorney they should be in contact with the mortgage broker right. if you're you know if you're on the buying side and they should be making sure that the whole transaction is moving forward and keeping you as stress-free as possible a hundred percent and honestly this is the real estate team so just to just capture it all over again it's like you need a good attorney on your side here in new york city and anywhere else, I really recommend getting an attorney to look over your contracts to see if there needs to be any changes, uh, to look over any sort of building financials, you know, whatever. Uh, a good mortgage broker on your side who has had experience before in the past, who, who knows how to check buildings beforehand before making you go through the whole pony show yep. of getting and, the appraisal and yeah. everything and, and if you're like international or something who knows how to get creative with the mortgage process right that's with your mortgage broker yes. right because some people could get really creative on financing and the last thing is getting a real estate broker who knows what they're doing who can service you correctly and at the end just keep you happy because it is a, it is a roller coaster and and yes and not just that i think the most important thing is uh, somebody that has your best interest in their mind right no of course a hundred percent because sometimes i look like whenever i work on the buyer side sometimes i look at certain buildings and i'm like you know what after what the buyers have told me I don't think this would be the right fit for them of course i can send it to them but i'm gonna put my notes there because i'm thinking about them there are certain like we walked in what into, do you mean by that we we walked in into an apartment and um the buyers were very excited they were there for the second time yeah. uh they loved everything and uh, my biggest concern was i want them to be happy once they purchase it and i was like guys it's a great space i love it and everything just one quick thing it's extremely noisy here um what do you think they're like 
wow, we didn't even realize that part because they were so excited about it going forward. Because I know if I'm gonna be, if I'm gonna tell them that, that earns trust. Sure. And it's uh, like, for me, it would be a huge bother if I hear like, sirens, trucks and everything passing by. So I wouldn't really be happy after a while. Mm -hmm. But like this, if we take just a little bit longer to find the right place, I think that would be appreciated and of people course. would be and also there. And also understanding the board too. Oh, yeah. Like of if course. they got denied because of XYZ from a previous board, yeah. and then you bring them to another building and they have a very strict board there too. I'm glad you mentioned the boards. Uh -huh. So that's another part that real estate agent has to figure out. Right. Uh, I mean, a lot of times there is no exact guidelines, so it's, I wouldn't say it's a guessing game. We usually do know what's uh, like the industry average standard that the boards are looking for, but whenever I'm representing the buyer or the seller, it's crucial to know what the board is looking in terms of uh, the buyer, because once again, you don't want to go through the whole process and get rejected by the board. Even though it's unpredictable, sure. it's hard to, but you want to secure it as much as possible. Your agent has to know your debt to income ratio so they can figure out what it you know how it's going to be uh with this board and also what's your post liquidity how the board is going to react to it there are so many crazy things like once i've heard even that there was a weight limit on the dog in terms of how many they could uh, you know like in terms of how heavy of a dog people could have yeah and for the board interview they brought the scale and they had to put the dog and weight the dog on the scale so lots of Interesting stuff, but you really wanted to check the dog. Correct. They put him on a diet before. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it almost sounds like boxing, you know, like you're you're in different weight categories. Right, different weight category. The dog probably didn't eat for three days straight. It's like, all right, perfect. The dog is 25 pounds. Yes. All right, cool. You should yes. show it some food. Almost ate the board member's yes. leg. So once again, just just lots of just just lots of uh, just lots of little details that have to be taken in consideration. Which which bottom line from what you're saying is. The reasons why you need a good real estate broker on your side correct yes yeah to do all that research for you and to provide you a great service of course with that being said we you know if you have any questions in regards to that we provide great service <laughs> you yeah, know you're not selling us right i'm not now. selling us at all never but you know listen i know we, we have listeners they ask us a lot of questions and i'm glad that people are actually reaching out to us and they're asking us questions and we want to answer them if you feel like we haven't covered something in these podcasts or you think we have an interesting topic that we should talk about reach out to us zone z-o-n-e at nyc the letter a as an apple then zone z-o-n-e dot com okay um you can reach out to us there or you can uh go on our social media on our instagrams we have nikolai nikolai dot nyc that's his own personal one my own personal one is john m god b g o d B is in boy, E-Y. Everyone's going to, like, butcher my last name. It's fine. Um, and uh, you can actually reach out to us through there, too, if you want to DM us, if you want to write a comment on one of our photos, whatever. You know, just reach out to us. We reach, we, we respond fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up with this episode. Make sure you catch it, uh, get us on the next episode and follow us on all our social media. Till the next one. And Wait. Vis and visit us at nycapartmentzone.com. Oh, my God. I can't even believe I forgot that. Correct. You can find <laughs> videos about our day life there, which yeah. uh, provides an interesting scoop, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah we have our own blog and stuff like cor that. Correct. You can find a couple more podcasts there, some of our listings, and just, just get to know us. Yeah. Exactly. So thanks so much, guys, and till the next episode. Till the next one. Ciao, ciao. Bye.
NYC Apartment Zone, NYC Apartment Zone.com.